You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, though, Detroit? Hello, world. And welcome again to another episode of the Detroit Bicycle Podcast. How y'all doing today? What's up, Henry? What's going on, Henry? What's up, me? What's up, (laughs) Joining, as always, the vocal tones of Mr. Bobby Brown, Bruno, and myself, Henry Ford II. And hang on one second. Let this let's let this ride out for a minute. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Y'all yeah, know that, what this yeah, is. Yeah, oh, y'all don't know what this is. Yeah, right. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn. <laughs> we want to give a special shout out to Substance, who provides all of our beats and our music for all of our episodes. You can find him on SoundCloud. Substance. Everybody needs. Well, hip hop needs substance. That's true. Right about now they do. <laughs> yes. The real stuff. Like everybody just fell off. Yes. So, here at Detroit by Circle, as you know, we are all about the love, benefits, art, culture, events, and all the people we meet on bikes from the Detroit area and beyond. All right, Detroit and Detroit Bicycle listeners. Today's guest, I think, is another hit out the park, another very special guest, another individual who, if you have ridden around the city utilizing any form of bike lane, whether protected or not, whether it's on its own Greenway or it's on a shared road, you owe this gentleman some appreciation and at least a thank you. Uh, This guy I actually saw before I met uh, doing my Palmer Park ride in its infancy. I was actually looking around the area to try to broaden my range for rides and I was looking online to see if there were any already established bike lanes or trails um, that we could follow and uh, lo and behold I find that Google has introducing Google mapping at the time and a local gentleman popped up and was doing his thing, indicating, creating 45 or so miles of bike trails in the city. And weeks later, I think at a um, neighborhood event or maybe um, a Palma Park event, I ran into you and I uh, – Told you that I saw you uh, on the Google Map Maker, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is Todd Scott. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Todd. Well, thanks and, for the introduction. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? Just for everybody out there listening, I want to thank you for them for all that you have done. Yes, yes. Um, and just to give your Direct title, I guess it would be the 
executive director of the Detroit Greenways Coalition. That's correct. Fantastic. Uh, actually, based upon that, I want you to go into some more detail on what exactly you do and uh, what your job entitles. Sure. So I'll give a little background on the Please. the Detroit Greenways Coalition. So this was maybe 14, 15 years ago. Um, there was There's a lot of grant money available to build trails and bike lanes, but they don't pay 100%. Mm-hmm. They pay 75%, 80%. So uh, a lot of communities didn't have money to, 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 to match those funds. And so the Community Foundation for Southeast Michigan created this Greenways Initiative. They granted out millions of dollars to communities, and they went after these funds and built bike lanes and trails. And at the time, Detroit was just – that was not a priority, right? Their mind was <laughs> not into building <laughs> oh, no. trails, right? No. And so uh, – but a lot of nonprofits around Detroit did. So we had groups like Detroit Eastside Community Collaborative, Midtown Detroit, Riverfront Conservancy – you know, they all got that money and started building trails. And then they were like, what did we get ourselves into, right? We got to buy insurance and, and we have to maintain these things because the city's not at the table. Um, and so they created the Greenways Coalition to kind of solve these problems that everyone was having. And at the same time, get the city on board with biking and sure. trails yes. and all that. So so it's really gone from that. And now it's 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 – I mean, I joked that I made the Kool-Aid and the city drank it. And <laughs> I, I put too much sugar in it and they're going crazy. But nice. so they're clawing back and they're doing all this stuff that they should have been doing from originally, you know, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. And uh, so we're now trying to figure out what's our role now that they're doing stuff that we used to do. Um. So uh, it's it's interesting and it's evolving. Um, we definitely still have a big role to play. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, anything involving um, non-motorized transportation, biking, walking, or even you know dabbling with scooters a bit, whether that's trails, on-road, off-road, sidewalks, um, uh, getting into stormwater too. If, as long as we're fixing up the roads, let's put in some stormwater features to mm. handle that as well. Yeah, I didn't realize all the infrastructure you have to deal, deal with when you're doing new construction. It's amazing. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, and, and the whole thing in the past is how how cities would. Um, push back on doing bike lanes is they throw technical stuff at you because mm. it because it is technical mm-hmm. and they say well we can't do this uh, you know because of this and so you had to get smarter than them and figure <laughs> out what those technical issues were so when they say stuff to you you can say oh no 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 here here's an example of it being done here and and the Fed signed off on it so yeah you can do it oh right. nice and so you know we got a once they realized that that they didn't have the technical brush off mm-hmm. that's what they technically what they call it. Um, then, then you have the ability to to really make things happen. Wow. Well, now, so along those lines, is it, what's the hardest part when you are approaching the city on getting started, getting a project started? Well, you know, in the old days, we could kind of work with different neighborhood groups, and they would say what their priorities were. And so we'd go after grant funding and make it happen. And now the city has their own priorities Mm -hmm. and it's coming down from the mayor. And so, you know, we have to, you know, we were trying to pursue another Greenway project uh, this year and the city came back and said, no, don't pursue that right now. Oh, wow. So we held off. And, you know, I mean, there's reasons for that. We'll we'll, we'll come around to getting that done. There's some other issues going on right now. So um, they have other greenways that they're trying to get done. So we're we're working with with them on on on, on what's happening. But uh, we often can make suggestions on things. And, and um, uh, for example, the bike lanes in Palmer Park mm-hmm. came about because I noticed that they were re- 
repaving uh, the road. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if you're repaving the road, you might as well put some paint down for the sure. bike lanes. Right. Yes. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it it, only. Because when you do it then, it doesn't cost much, right? Yes. And so they're like, oh, okay. And, and you know, they didn't do it right the first time. <laughs> they eliminated all the parking <laughs> for other people who use the park. <laughs> Oops. And then they came back and, and redesigned mm-hmm. it differently. But, you know, they have a, they have, one of our roles now, too, is Detroit's got some amazing staff doing this design work and pushing for this stuff. And so my job, I feel sometimes, is just keep them happy and, and keep them working for the city of Detroit and not leaving <laughs> for true. Chicago or Denver um, because we have some real rock stars now. Nice. Now, are, are you like pivotal in integrating all the different Greenway projects or does the city refer to you as to what should be done in this particular area? How does that all work together? Yeah, I mean they really respect our, you know, our whole history. Mm-hmm. And and they value that and they know we've been around. We've been talking with with bicyclists and and runners and walkers and neighborhood groups for for you know over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So they respect that and they know we have a lot of knowledge and and they try to incorporate our input into these projects as we go along. I mean sometimes things just pop up. You know, uh, the protected bike lanes on Trumbull, mm-hmm. sure. south of Warren. One day I just riding on Trumbull. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did this? You know, what, what, and it's funny that when you you think you're on top of everything as the, a bike advocacy guy and all of a sudden mm-hmm. protected bike lanes show up on a street you know nothing about. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, but, you know, but for the most part, yeah, we're involved in, in most everything and making sure it all connects up. And, and, and also one of our big roles is getting the bike clubs and the neighborhoods involved in mm-hmm. these processes. So, mm-hmm. like, we had a meeting last night for Grand River and, and we had – we had five or six bike club members there. So it's a chance nice. to introduce them to MDOT, mm-hmm. introduce them to the city, and, and the city can ask them directly, you know, what what do you think about these new bike lane designs we're doing? Because they, they are who uses them. Exactly. Yes. They are. Now, um, dealing with the uh, bike clubs and such, that's uh, a nice way to um, break into the communities, right? Now, the effort eventually is to create these greenways that uh, connect neighborhoods or go specific areas or how would your design mind look at when you figure out where you want these greenways to go? Well, we want uh, – our vision for our, our uh, nonprofit is the entire city needs to be connected with greenways so you can go everywhere. Um, preferably in a, in a safe way, nonstop travel for, for biking and walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are working on a number of major projects that accomplish that. You know, it's kind of like the road system where you have major roads and you have minor roads and you have residential roads. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking at the same thing for trails too. So the major trails we're working on, you know, on the east side would be the Connor Creek Greenway. Sure. Okay. Uh, then you have the Joe Lewis, which is a 31-mile loop in yeah, the middle. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one I'm waiting on. <laughs> yeah, and then on the, on the west side now <laughs> – we're making tremendous progress with the Rouge River Greenway, although oh. that probably won't be the name for it because there's already a bunch of Rouge River Greenways. Mm. <laughs> Everyone's got a Rouge River Greenway, so we, we need a new name for it. But it would roughly run along the Rouge from uh, from Fort Street and, and the Rouge River up to 8 Mile. Okay. okay. So that's kind of on the west end. And then you connect them all up east-west. You know, you got the river walk, but you're going to have some other um, trail connections too across there. Sure. What, uh, what do you think that you're working on now? And what do you think that's going to be completed in our 2019? Well, I think the year. big thing right for this year, there's uh, – I, I see there's four projects, um, three of them are road projects. Hmm. So we have uh, protected bike lanes going in on McNichols up, up near um, Livernois. U of D. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, actually, it was a Palmer <laughs> ride that uh, you were you were actually hands on putting down bike lanes on Livernois that we just happened to take Livernois that day, and you were there doing your thing. Yeah, those are that's funny. Those are pop up bike lanes because you know the thing about uh, um, you know the city. Some people in the city wanted to put the bike lanes in, but there were there were a lot of cars traveling on Livernois. Yes. Um, you know, but a lot of them are are not traveling on this road because they want to stop at the Avenue of Fashion. They're just no. trying to get to 8 Mile. That's and it. And they're in a hurry. That's and it. And they're mm-hmm. speeding. So, uh, you know, we looked at the numbers like, wow, going down from, from four lanes to two lanes would be really – you know, it could cause some issues with cars backing up, going cutting through the neighborhoods and all sure. that. You don't want that. Right. So uh, they said, well, let's try it. Let's just see what happens. And so they put those temporary ones out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, – it seemed to work okay. So it set the stage for getting permanent ones. Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Okay. Um, it may be under construction this year. I th- I think it will be under construction this year, but it won't be finished right away. But south, that's at six mile is where – It'll – no, I think this is going to start around uh, seven or six and a half or seven and go up to eight mile. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and, and so it goes down. They're getting rid of the median. Yes. The median will be gone, which I remember you know, when that median went in and everybody that lived over there hated it so much. The business owners, the residents, nobody loved that median. No. And I, that was that was the Kwame era median. Yeah, I, I think a lot of a lot a lot of people hated the median more than they hated the bike lanes. So yes. it's kinda good. Yes. Like, I'm glad the median well, is. Well we'll take away the cover, but you gotta live with the bike lanes. So That's, like, All right. Yeah. So but it's, so the road would go down to three lanes, which it can handle and sure. mm-hmm. uh and with nice bike lanes and, and what it really needs is wide sidewalks. So they're gonna really yes. widen the sidewalks. Yes. So, so you can have outdoor cafes and sure. yes. you know. Make a shopping more they accessible could, yes. for yeah. too. You know, and I, one thing I'd mention too about bike lanes, people think it's all about biking and it's not you know, when those went in, those temporary ones they measured the speeds of cars traveling on Livernois. Mm-hmm. Before they went in, the average speed was 40 miles an hour <laughs> with speeds hitting 70. <laughs> oh, wow. No. Yeah. Now, are you going to wow. put outdoor cafes <laughs> no. on a street like no. that? No. Right, right. So when the bike lanes went in, the average speed was 30 miles an hour, which is the speed limit. Yes. <laughs> and no one was going 70. <laughs> My goodness. So, I mean, you put – so the, the bike lanes become not just for bikes, but it's a, it's a, it's a tool to get it's cars just, to go the speed limit. Right. And make it an, a nice livable street that you want to stop park get out and enjoy the enjoy the shops in essence it provides safety for everybody it does absolutely yeah and even even uh pedestrians benefit from bike mm-hmm. lanes because the road's narrower so it's easier to cross mm-hmm. and there's also the added buffer between the moving cars and, and where people are walking so they feel safer nice um now you said you were at three or four projects oh yeah so yeah so uh some other ones will be kerchival's getting uh, uh some some streetscaping and, and some better bike lanes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the uh, Grand River will be under construction from Southfield to Berg Road. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that uh, current design is a. It's going to be interesting. Uh, these all three of these have two way protected bike lanes on one side of the street. Okay. So it's going to be a bit of a learning experience yeah, for drivers and and bicyclists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being on just one side of the street. You know, follow the arrows, people. Yeah. Follow yeah. the arrows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know that's the, that's the biggest concern there. Um, you know, then there's a couple of trails going into. So there's the uh, the Fitzgerald Greenway oh. going through the Fitzgerald neighborhood nice. between UDM and okay. Marygrove. Cool. So that's that should be out to bid. And then uh, also hoping to get the Joseph Campo Greenway going this year, which, which is one? gonna it's gonna run from the Riverwalk. Along, oh. It'll be a bike lane along Joseph Campo, and then they're going to add a new trail going th- from Jefferson up to Larned, and then there's an existing trail that they're going to enhance 
take you all the way up to uh, Werner. Nice. So okay. it's not going to be like a DeQuinter cut with a lot of people on. Yeah. It's going to be more like a downsize, like a minor, but it's going to be nice. Mm, that's cool. That's nice. cool. So good. That's Things are still moving, which yes. is always good. Yeah, and of course, all, all summer long, there will be meetings for the Joe Lewis Greenway. Mm-hmm. The framework planning is going to be starting f- fairly soon, and so they want to get input from people on, on the on the trail. I think what's interesting about that trail is, you know, initially that was a public works department trail and mm-hmm. public works thinks about roads and that. And they think about just putting down asphalt. And people are going to walk and bike on it. The planning department kind of stepped back and said, no, this is a tool to redevelop all these neighborhoods. Sure. This is like the Atlanta Beltline. We could, we, you know, we could expand parks along the way, encourage, you know, urban farming, you know, doing More all businesses. that stuff. Yeah. More, tying in with businesses, mm-hmm. economic uh, development. And so – um, so the framework planning is really kind of a chance to step back and think about the much bigger picture of just, you know, much more than just a trail for biking and walking. Sure, man. It's amazing, um, people. It is. Things it is. are coming. Things are coming. Uh, now, speaking of the people, what can we do to help you and the Greenways Coalition move things forward faster? Um, well, you know, we could always use donations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do, we do an end of the year donation, uh, campaign, but we also have one on our website. Um, uh, and even if you could just follow us on, on Facebook or Twitter and, and keep up with things, if you could attend public meetings, uh, I can tell you that people who don't like bike, bike lanes always show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, uh, it's always good to have people there who actually you live in that neighborhood and will use them. It, uh, it doesn't take a lot of people. It's not a they don't, when they have these public meetings. It's not a vote of you know uh, who many how many people can get into the meeting on your side. It's really you have to have some compelling people there. If you just have a few people there who say you know I don't own a car and this is how I get around exactly. and I feel much safer. Yeah, so that qu- is very compelling. Mm-hmm. It's a question of uh, quality over quantity. A- absolutely. Yeah. All nice. it takes you know if it takes a young kid saying I want to ride my bike to school. Okay. I mean, how do you how do you say? To people, right. I want to speed on your road. Right. <laughs> Speeding on the road versus kids getting into school, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. And that, that, that's uh, important, too, to make sure those things are connected so it's visible for those vehicle drivers can see, well, this is why people enjoy it because you can get from A to B and not have to go on public surface roads, too. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think we need to do a better job telling the story of – of these bike lanes mm-hmm. um, and the people who use them and the stories behind them. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the, the bike club members have, you know, really just lost lost weight, gotten mm-hmm. healthier, turned their lives around. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people were living more isolated lives before, and now they're all on Facebook and, you know, working with clubs all around the country, traveling to Vegas for that. Exactly. OBC. So it's it's – I mean, it's really totally expanded and changed their lives and, and their view of the city. It and and opens, it's invaluable. It opens. Yeah, it's definitely a two-way street. Yeah. That bikes change your life and, and your, your life is going to change a bike mm-hmm. somehow. Like, that's just how it works. Absolutely. There's a, there's a definite energy there. So we'll definitely um, share your link on our uh, information as well where you can go donate. And you also indicate where community meetings are, where you will be. Where there's any Greenway discussion, it's always shared on there too. Absolutely, yeah. You know, we have some uh, East Jefferson discussions coming up too. We could use some support there, and uh, even some I three seventy five discussions coming up. You know that that road oh, yeah. is uh, yes. at, coming to the end of its life. Yeah, right. and there's going to be some biking improvements related to that. So, uh, 
We'd love to have some more pe- voices there. And that, yeah, that building a ribbon around every city was not the way to do. <laughs> it was, it was not, not the right. way to do no, that. You know, no, it was not. No. no. You know, in fact, MDOT wanted to actually ex- expand it down to the Riverwalk and put a, a U-turn at the end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yes, they actually had a plan. It was an interstate <laughs> with a, like a cul-de-sac where you could do the turn at the end and come back. Wow. Yeah. Probably so, around the Renaissance, maybe? It was to help people get to uh, the Renaissance Center. Man. That's gone. Yeah. Wow. Things have changed. <laughs> yeah, that's things great. Yeah, definitely for the better. And, and thanks for being a part of that vehicle of that change. We sure. really do appreciate you. Uh, before you get out of here, um, we've got our rapid fire section uh, that we'd give all of our in-studio guests. And it's our short questions that just require a short answer. It's like a Roikshire test for, for words. <laughs> uh, describe your first bike. Uh, can I – my second bike? So we can go I, second. My first bike was the department store bike. I don't want to give it that. Yeah, that, yeah we're not, no shout outs. Uh, I, did, uh, <laughs> I had a yellow Schwinn, uh, Schwinn uh, Stingray. Fantastic. Yeah. Was it the five-speed? No, it was a three-speed. It had a three-speed oh, shifter on the, on yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stick, and it, it had a slick. Did it have a slick in oh, the yeah. back? Oh, yeah. 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 Seat. I love that bike. Yeah. It was <laughs> totally Pee Wee herman out. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't afford that. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, you definitely help with all of our greenways, and you are definitely a rider. What's your favorite ride? I, You know, I could get in trouble saying that. You know, I just – Whatever ride I'm on, I just I think there's okay. there's those moments where you have to stop and think about uh, what's going on and how lucky you are to be in it, and, and uh, those are great moments. Yeah, nice. nice. It was nice. Yeah, it was a good yeah. way to do that. I wondered how he was going to answer that. Actually, like, <laughs> the so, one up my driveway. I thought yeah. might be his so you've been with the Greenways eleven, twelve years now. Yeah, eleven. Uh, were you always into biking, or if not, what? Brought you back into biking. Well, you know, it's funny. Is I had this realization a few years ago that when I was a kid with my 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 uh, Schwinn, I used to take chalk and create trails on our driveway nice. and then ride around. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Why didn't I think? <laughs> you were designing greenways before yeah. you knew it. <laughs> yeah. But then I dis- were chalkways. <laughs> <laughs> but I disappeared and got into uh, uh, software development and, and, and software engineering. So then I – and then I started getting fat. So I started getting back into biking and then, yeah. Right on. So, um, describe your blank. Oh, my blank. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> uh, I I have no. I I'm blanking on that one. Um, okay, that works. That yeah, works yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> my my my. Uh, I can tell. You, I'll I'll describe something. It's 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 my my bike workshop, which is just a disgrace right now. Parts <laughs> everywhere. It's just a mess. I got to get it together. It's okay. it's winter, right? You know, it's yeah. winter. It was yeah. it was Take summer. It. And oh, it was summer too. <laughs> it was summer either, man. It's just you know if you. If, if, Back in the day, I was really into biking and competing and all that. So I got all this stuff. It's like, do I really need right. sh- zip carbon wheels now with <laughs> with tubular tires? I'm never going to glue tires on again. Right, right. You know, what are these parts? I got to get rid of them. Right. Uh, they could use them at the track. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. That's a place they can glue them on. Right. That's, that's a place I know where you can use a glue on. <laughs> Other than that, it's not really good for the street. No. No. All right. Lastly, uh, one wish for Detroit. Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to be interesting when the rest of the world finds out about Detroit. So I don't think I'm, I'm ready to wish that the world discovers Detroit yet. Okay. Because I want to be so far ahead of where their expectations are so that Ooh. when they when they see the biking here, sure. 
they're going to go, they're going to feel bad that they ignored us for so long or they dissed us, mm-hmm. right. you know, or like people for bikes rated us the 145th best city in the country or bicycling magazine. We're not in their top 50. I want them to see this and go, that's we cool. really screwed up. It's cool. Right. Right. They're sleeping on us. They're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, we'll, the, that's a Detroit they thing. Real sleep. That's, a, that's, a, that's a Detroit thing. Really they sleep on us. Is. They're not fake sleep. Up. They're real sleep. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, great. Um, man, thanks again for your time. Uh, I mean, if you have the time, we welcome you to hang out with us the rest of the show. Sure. We could use uh, your input, I'm sure. Right. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd love to. All right. Well, great. Uh, but thank you for what you do for our Detroit Greenways. And uh, hopefully people get out there, show your support, get out to these meetings and uh, make what we've got going on here better. Sounds great. Thanks, Scott Scott. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, yeah thank you. Sure. So, folks, y'all know uh, we're out here. Y'all know where to reach us. We'll, we'll have links to to interviews we talked about. You know, we had Todd Scott on today. You can check us out on Instagram. We'll have some pictures, things, you know, bike lanes, the Detroit Greenway Coalition links will be in our show notes as well. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is Detroit Bicycle, all one word, B-Y-C-Y-C-L-E, y'all. Get at us. We want to hear from you. Please, yeah, please. really, uh, like it, follow us, uh, questions, yeah, comments, questions concerns. and comments, because we're all about trying to make this a better, uh, better podcast for all of us. If you want to step to the mic, oh hey, yeah, right, yes, uh, yes, come on up, yeah, right. Today, Bruno, hey, what's going on, guys? In the streets as always. Oh yeah, I was out. Uh, I was out on Wayne State's campus uh, just recently, and uh, who'd you go I, see? Dude, I rolled up on uh, Bikes and Coffee. It's on. Uh, oh my boy, <laughs> your boy Ben Kehoe. <laughs> yeah. Right, they got caffeine and and, uh, and bikes, man. Two it's things, crazy. Two it, things we love. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I, it's on Putnam. Just it's right across from the fields in Wayne State where the uh, uh, critical mass usually meets. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Right there, and. Uh, it's 1521 Putnam, so if you're looking for it on a map, that's where you'd find it. Uh, I had a great time, and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. Let's check it out. So we'd like to welcome uh, Ben Kehoe. He's the owner and operator of Bikes and Coffee, uh, located at 1521 Putnam. That's one block west of Trumbull, sort of between uh, Warren and 94, crossing that field where the uh, critical mass people meet all the time. Um, he's got a shop here. It's amazing. It's Bikes and it's coffee. It's half bikes and it's half coffee. So uh, without further ado, Ben, uh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Bruno. Hey, it's all good, man. I just, uh, with the few times I've been in here, I've really been amazed by what's going on and uh, how far you guys have come. Tell us a story about like, how did, how did you end up here? So we, uh, I, took a, I took a build institute class, small business class, and uh, met someone introduced me to this space. One of my first jobs was as a bike mechanic, and I've wanted to work in the industry ever since. And uh, Detroit's doing some pretty cool bike stuff. Decided this was the time. Took the class, met the met the individual, found the spot, and here we are. Wow! Uh, it wasn't it wasn't overnight. It was not overnight. Yeah, no. please, you know, please <laughs> tell people about the about the journey that it got was you here. Four or five years, and at thirteen is when I decided I wanted to work in the industry for life, and uh, here we are committed to the idea five years ago, four years ago found the space, three years ago signed a letter of intent to lease, two years signed a lease, year and a half later of renovations, city stuff, 
arm, breaking my arm. You know, it wasn't an easy thing, but now here we are, fully operating and about to hit this 2019 bike season. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting season coming up. I've been around and been talking to a lot of people, you know, just in in riding and in, in, in promoting the show and stuff. And uh, there's a lot going to be going on this year. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of people got really big plans for the for the upcoming year. Well, all right, so Ben, what was your introduction to cycling? Um, I, you know, cycling in the, in the Pierce Farm. I was a three-year-old on a tricycle or something, and turns into bike riding. Uh, and then I was 13, needed a job, and there was a bike shop a mile and a half from my house, and I loved riding bikes, doing BMX or jumping off the curbs, whatever. So, parents were like, go try to get a job. They're like, got a job, got a work, you know, they're like, go get a work permit. One of them got a work permit from the city, got the job, hung out for two summers building bikes and riding bikes and selling bikes, and then, uh, been on one ever since? Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, for for me, I had to take a break. I did this adult thing. Like, I, yeah, I was a yeah. kid. As soon as I got my driver's license, then I kind of put the bike up for a minute. I did it, too. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I came back, too, you know, yeah. uh, about 30 years ago. So that's cool. Um, so what's one tip you would give uh, for a person looking to get into a bicycle or get on their bike? Well, so, you know, there's something here at Bikes and Coffee, we're focusing on building bikes proper. And we work with a couple different bike fitters in the area. Jessica Braddish, she works out of Sick Transit. It's a shop out in Ann Arbor. Okay. Uh, bike Fit uh, Me is her her business. And uh, so you go, you spend a hundred, couple hundred dollars on learning a ton about your actual body, where your sit bones out are, right. how long your legs are, what kind of riding position you want to be in, and then you can build a bike. Uh, you don't have to start that way. Go to Craigslist, hop on a bike, figure it out. You know, you, you right. just just ride a bike. But if you're going to spend some money on something, invest in yourself, figure out what fits, and, and go right, from there. Right, right. It's like getting your uh, shoe for your foot yeah, in, yeah. in one of those like Babcock devices. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, know what you're working with. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's really, that, you know, that's, that's good advice. Uh, so, what's your favorite place to ride around here in Detroit? Uh, Detroit proper, I mean, doing a lap around the island never gets old. You got a headwind on the calmest day of the year. Right, right, right. And, and sometimes uh, a headwind on, on both days. On yeah, both on ways. both ways. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wind's just swirling around that place. But West right. Parkway, uh, Outer Drive, all over there is super nice. Between where and where, specifically? South of 96, north of Michigan Ave. You can okay. go run into behind Henry Ford Community College, all that. So you're out of your Detroit for a minute there, but then you get back in. Yeah, and just come back on our track. track. Yep. Okay, so that's beautiful. Uh, what are some unique items in your shop? I mean, what is it that, that's going to draw people in here? I yeah, mean, so we're we're a bike shop, but we're a full coffee shop. Espresso bar, pour-over bar, easy grab-and-go foods, and that we're, we're ramping up and... You know, we're going to be a cafe. So. Yeah, it really does look exciting. Yeah, there's like you can see that there's a lot of energy and a lot of commitment to this. And then when you read the story about how long it's taking you to get here to achieve this, like you know you're here. You know, you're not, you're not leaving. No, we're not, not leaving. Here. That's for sure. Yeah, no, you got we're too much super energy. excited to be here. Yeah, really, like we've been open 90 days. We we now see like what our customer base wants. Okay. Yeah, it's been a very like fast learning curve this these ninety days, and it's cool to now be able to just make some changes and accommodate. Right, as opposed to like this is my dream. I'm going to run it the way I do it, and yeah, yeah, and, and I just customers be damned. Right, yeah. you, you're really catering to what they want. Yeah, I want to be a bike shop that provides service and accessories, 
and that's really easy to do and then now we have this whole space that we can fill with people and good drinks and food yeah. and and events and yeah. stuff you know? I've, I've always had a I've always been impressed every time i've been in here the few times the few times that i've been in i've been really impressed all right, so I'd like to wrap up by uh, thanking you um, and know if there's anything people need to know about what's happening in the future. Man, like, what's on your schedule? Like, yeah, you got a ride coming out of here? Nothing or? specific right now, but we're working on a cross series. We want to do some cross bike, you know, some cross racing. Okay, cycle cycle cross, cross racing. Yeah, and uh, we, as soon as the weather breaks, we'll be doing so many shop rides. Okay. So, and yeah. you just let us know what they are. We'd love to post them for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, We're working on a schedule, and as soon as we have that, we'll have a digital calendar. We do monthly art shows here, and then once the weather breaks again. We've only been open three months, so it's like right, so cool right. to just start getting this programming out there. And like, yeah, the art shows sound exciting. What, what are those? So, so the first weekend of every month, we're trying to get a new artist in, and we're booked basically till June now. Artist comes, we do like an opening show Friday or Saturday that first weekend, and then their art hangs for a month, uh, depending on the artist. Like a resident artist for a month. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah so our, really cool. our walls are operating like a gallery. Wow. It's so exciting. It's, and it's, 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 it's really, you know, it's a, it, it embraces a lot of what Detroit's about and what this program is really trying to hope to do is to spread, you know, culture and food and, and coffee and bikes and, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of the time. coolest places I've been. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, there's just not not even my shop, Detroit. Like oh, the, yeah, the people, right. the creators, like yeah. everything that's happening down here. And now we've got a venue to like help showcase it. And right. in the process of opening this, the four years, five years that I've been here, I've met so many talented people. Oh yeah, it's the city insane. is insane with this talent yeah. right now. Yeah. It's just a talent-rich environment oh. right now. And uh, I want to interview as much of it as I can. Yeah, and I'd like yeah. to thank you for letting me uh, start. Me. You know, yeah. you know, to come down here uh, again. P ben Kehoe of uh, Bikes and Coffee, fifteen twenty one Putnam. Come on down and uh, get your chain worked on and your bike worked on and uh, get some coffee. Mention this podcast and we'll give you ten percent off of, off of your drink. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's our first plug, guys. Our first plug. 10% off. You can't beat that. Thanks. So that was me and uh, Ben out here talking about uh, his dreams and uh, making uh, coffee and bikes uh, a thing in Detroit. Uh, he's going to be really successful. And, you know, it popped up 90 days ago. It opened 90 days ago. But, I mean, he really took about four years to get that together mm -hmm, between nice. permits and mm -hmm. tearing it out and mm -hmm. getting, you know, um, access permits for to to do stuff inside the building. Mm -hmm. So I mean, this is a real this is a real dream for this guy. Struggle this is not real. yeah. The struggle was real. Mm -hmm. So if you can if you can support a brother, I I really you know please I, yeah you know make an effort to get over there. Local bike shops. Yeah, local bike shops, man. You can get you can get some air and some espresso. And uh, he he mentioned a little little discount, so make sure y'all pay attention to that too. You right, know? yeah. Go right. over there and get your get your basic Bob latte <laughs> <laughs> for ten percent off for if 10, you mention yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah there that's you right. Go. That's right. Yeah, thanks for the plug. So hey, what's up, Bobby? Uh, what's happening in the calendar? This, this well, uh, we got the bicycle calendar yeah. out here. Yeah, you know, know, we got we got Monday nights Metropolis ride. Um, you can definitely look for more info. On their Facebook or website for for details and info, you have Bike Dearborn on Wednesdays, along with the Hub Ride on Wednesdays, and that info uh, can be found also on Facebook or their website, as long as well as in our show notes 
on Thursdays, you still have the Marauders. They are meeting at night. So if you want to ride in the midnight lights, go ride with uh, the Marauders. And February 15th, 16th, the Lexus Velodrome has their bike show and races going on. So definitely go support Dale, Dale Hughes and those those guys and gals at, at the Lexus Velodrome for the bike show and bike races. I think uh, at that show, too, there are going to be human-powered vehicles on the track. Correct. Correct. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Speeds nice. of up to 40-plus, I, I think. Yeah, I, I, I believe you I— might want to go get I a believe I, right. I believe I saw one going around, and it, would, they were, it was going about 40 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, I actually saw it. So. That's, something, that's a sight to see. Yeah, it uh, is something to see. Yes. And those tight, tight corners— you know, yeah. I, it was it, exciting. Forty-five degrees. Uh, I, believe, I believe it's fifty, 50 degrees. That's 50 right. That's ends. right. Dale corrected us. Fifty. Yeah, degrees. it's fifty in the end. So yeah, go check that out. I will probably be there. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, just that's to see uh, what happens, man. Mm-hmm. Just to see. That's that's the bicycle calendar going on for the next couple of weeks, y'all. So definitely go check check some of those things out. If you need more info, like we said before, please check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Our website soon to come, Detroit Bicycle. All one word, B-Y-C-Y-C-L-E, y'all. Thanks for keeping us up on uh, up on things, Bobby. I appreciate hey, no that. problem, man. Always hey, we, on time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's always on time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week, y'all, we have our three things segment, and it, we will be talking about our movies, movies, bike movies that we like. So we all have... One bike movie that we picked out that we... Well, we got a special guest for this three things. Yes, oh, yes, yeah, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. So, Todd Scott is still hanging in with us. Right. And he's going to mention his movie as well. And, we'll, well, you know what? We'll lead it off with him. All right. Well, I had some time to think about it. <laughs> and I, I think I'm going to go with A Sunday in Hell. It's a great movie. Uh, 76, Perry Roubaix. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Man. It, it, yeah. Dusty. Now, you do have to be kind of awake because it gets a little, uh, you know, same over and over again. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great finish and uh, it's exciting. And Cobblestone, yeah, right? It's, it's, right. It's, it's real. It shows well, you the pain involved. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and, the, and the angles are really cool in that mm-hmm. movie. Like that was the first time I'd ever seen like some, a camera attached to a bike, right. like somebody yep. on a like a motorcycle. Yeah, that style, that action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a great movie. Yeah, and you can look at all the old bikes too, which oh, is really yeah, cool. Yeah. And they go by, and you're like, mm-hmm. "I know that bike. I know that bike." <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Bruno, what you got for us? What was your movie? Uh, you know what? Uh, I had to go with a classic, man. I had to go with uh, the Bicycle Thief. It's an Italian film uh, made in 1948. Oh, wow. um, I haven't seen that one. Okay, it's a, it, you have to see it, man. It's it's on that list of like top 50 movies you have to see. Mm. Um, the storyline is great. It's about a guy named Antonio. Uh, he's an out-of-work laborer in post-war Italy. Uh, the movie is filmed in Rome. Um, mm. None of the people in it are real actors. They're all just regular people, which was part of the neo-realism uh, movement in Italy at the time. Nice. You know, because they were trying to get away from those uh, Cecil B. DeMille, you know, epic classics that Benito Mussolini was making. Mm-hmm. So you know, and all those actors that were in them. Where they were, you know, they were shunned after the war. They're like, no. Right. So uh, it's a great movie. He, all right, so this Your guy, sad car don't mean nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> and my man, uh, my man uh, finally gets a job putting up movie posters. Right, this is going to be his job. He's like, finally got a job, and he has to have a bike. So his wife takes all their linen and her dowry money, and they go to the pawn shop and get his bike out of hock. 
And then he goes and he's got this job and he's proud and he's, you know, he's, and he's got a son and his son's happy. And so he goes to his first day of work and he gets his bike robbed. Oh. And the whole movie is then predicated about, you know, the trials and tribulations this guy goes through to get his bike back. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end, uh, it's tragic because it's like, um, I, you know, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't want to ruin yeah, it because yeah, yeah. at the end, it's a it's a it's an emotional movie, and the, and the filming of it is just incredible. Um, I'm gonna just give you some of the statistics so you can you can like maybe appreciate this a little bit more. Um, one of the reasons I liked it, it was banned. <laughs> it didn't it, oh. it, it didn't actually pass the U.S. film industry's censorship. You know, like they didn't the film industry because there's a scene in it where his son tries to pee on a wall, and then there's another <laughs> scene where the guy goes into a brothel. You know what I mean? Like, the kid had to go. You know what I'm saying? The kid had to go. Um, you know, uh, I like it also because it's the um, the heroes in American film during that time were kings and queens and adventurers. Mm. They were swashbucklers right. and cowboys. Sure. Um, and this is really makes just a regular working class person the 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 the, the, okay. the hero of the movie which is really cool. You're selling it. Oh hey, wait, I'm not done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so influential. It influenced Martin Scorsese, Brian De Palma, and uh John Cassavetes. Listen like, up people. I mean that's 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 who that's how influential this movie has wow. been back in our past. Uh Burton used the same premise to make Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know, a bike stolen, and then the rest of the movie is him getting it sure. back. I mean, you know, a little bit weirder. Makes sense. <laughs> so, and it did win an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film before there was even a category for it. They had mm. to invent a category for nice. it. The movie was so good. Wow. So, um, I'm giving it, you know, a couple of thumbs up. Okay. Or how, 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 how we doing that? How we doing that? A couple these of spokes days? up. Yeah. A couple of spokes up. There we go. <laughs> so, Henry, what what do you got for us this week? All right, man, you know I can't ever do nothing right. <laughs> uh, I do have a movie, but I've, I I kind of want to flip it a little bit, too. Okay. Um, so it took me a while to actually come up with this selection, but it was a no-brainer when, that, when it finally hit me. It's The Line of Sight, which is a Lucas Brunel film. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's based on... Uh, messengers, bike messengers out of New York that have this huge race a couple times a year. And there's no actors. It's more of a documentary. These are all real people being filmed on their daily day life, culminating up to this huge race. Now, the most interesting part of this film is the suspense that Lucas takes you on because not only is he producing it, he's also filming it because he's got cameras on his helmet. (laughs) (laughs) So he has the skill, the cojones, the nuts. Right. Stronger and larger, in my opinion, than the people he's filming because if you see this film, these racers are doing – anything they can to get to the next stop. And that means going against traffic, cutting lanes, going through red lights. Well, Lucas, who's filming, is following. Right. And he's not the pre- he's not the professional cyclist. He's not no, the he's right, right. right. He's stepping up. He moment. stepped up his game. He stepped yeah. up. Yeah, to get that shot. So, exactly. So, I think he is the real star of his own Produced a movie, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a good one. 
But on the flip side of the things, I'm really into all the um, local films, air quotes, <laughs> that Detroit is getting with all of the cyclists that's been going on the last five years, too. So right. I also want to throw it up to all the covers that uh, Detroit is getting with the cycling culture for the last five, ten years. So. Right. Throw that out there too, right? That's your that's your A and A one. Yeah, got you. <laughs> so what's up, Bobby? What's your what's your, uh, what's, your, what's much, it going? Come much, on, Bobby. Uh, one I seen very recently, which jumped straight to the top for me was uh, was Icarus on Netflix. Uh, the doping, yeah, scandal documentary. <laughs> uh, the, the the director Brian Fogel, I believe, uh, also is a cyclist and wanted to see you know would doping help him. Oh, but. It took a dramatic, drastic turn in the middle that I don't want to give away. I, I would tell people to go see this movie. Oh, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. It is a very good movie. And a lot of us, I think, know the story of, you know, the doping scandals in cycling. But you don't know the behind the scenes, the details. And even himself didn't know. And he stumbled upon something during his own journey. Right. Which uh which surprised everybody, I think. Right. The test rigging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the blatant like, yes, we are doing this. And right. Right. And what are you gonna do yeah. to stop us? Yeah. You know, yeah. like literally, what are you gonna do to stop us? But the it? uh the scandal runs deep and it, it ran probably all the way to the top. But I would suggest anybody definitely check out Icarus. Check out Icarus. And on a side note, what Henry said, you know, check out the local Detroit people who are filming cycling things around mm -hmm. here. Um, Do with, some good. There's some good, good stuff out there. Out there there's yeah. some right. good stuff out there. Right. A lot uh, of creativity. A mm -hmm. lot of yep. creativity in the city. And, right. and hopefully, like Ty Scott says, we keep it secret for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, we can we're, enjoy it. We're right. just going to lay it out there. And yep. just gonna go, what? <laughs> what? Yep. what is this? Like a royal flush, you just lay it out there. <laughs> Nothing you can do. We won. Tried to draw it to a yeah to an inside straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. <laughs> well, that's our three things. We, you know, movies. Check out. It's cold out there. If you don't want to ride, you know, but you're doing your exercise still. You could Netflix and chill with one of those movies. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you got, if you got the right, if you got the right one. You got, the right, you got the right one. Frankly, line of sight, there's no chill. <laughs> there's no chill. I'm and probably a good film. There's a little right. chill, but then, right. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. right. <laughs> That's beautiful. All right, so real quick, everybody. Um, my people, the people at Detroit Bikes, were really excited about us and the Detroit Bicycle Podcast. They really wanted to show some love to us and to all of our listeners locally and throw out a crazy deal. What? So at our store downtown, Capitol Park, they are doing two-for-one specials. Uh-oh. What? So you can buy any U.S. manufactured A-type or B-type from... 2018 or older and get a free C-type with that. Wow. I would, uh... <laughs> you can buy yeah, that's your A-type right. or B-type 
Y'all open right now? Made here clothes? <laughs> on these soils of Detroit. Right. And get a C-type for Stop free. Stop recording the show to go get me. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Package deal for seven fifty. Two wow. bags. That's bad. only going to be good at our store if you talk to Brandon or Naheem at our store downtown. Okay, so Brandon and Naheem are the plug. Detroit Bikes Store Downtown Capital Park. Available between the 15th of February through the 15th of March only. Oh, wow. Uh, That's really nice, man. So if you are interested, maybe get your loved one. (laughs) Hey, nothing says I love you like Like a a bike. Like Like a a bike. bike. So go pick one up. I love you so much I bought a bike. I bought you a bike. Thanks to Detroit Bikes for that. Dang. Thank you, Detroit Bikes. Yeah, thank you. Just so you know, and everybody knows, we are all about the love, benefit, arts, culture, events, and the people we meet on bikes from the Detroit area and beyond.